Welcome to For 10 Points, the best podcast on the web for everything Quiz Bowl related. Whether you're a player, a coach, or just trying to improve, we can help you get better. I'm your host, Ken Romeo, from my home in Norwalk, and with me, as always, from his home in Stanford, is my assistant coach, my co-podcaster, the one, the only, the great Mr. Turiago. Mr. T, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing fantastically, Ken. Uh, I hope uh, that our audience can get a lot today from these interviews. Uh, they are some some heavy hitters of the game. These are some some giants among men. <laughs> We're definitely going to have uh, some of the the giants of coaching in Quiz Bowl today. Um, we have Caitlin Samuel, who is the coach from Hunter College High School, the defending, still defending middle school uh, MSNCT champions from 2019. We also have the coach from the runner-up from 2019, Bruce Hansen of Churchill. We're joined from two of the giants in uh, Illinois Quiz Bowl, the immortal Jeff Price from Barrington Station and 2017's Coach of the Year, Barry Love of Aptekissick. And uh, I am really excited to talk to one of the uh, the one coach I probably look up to more than than anybody, and that's Eugene Huang of Longfellow. Sounds great. I uh, I was nervous that you were going to say my name at the end of that list, and I I I, I want everyone at home to know that I am uh, I am your humble person asking questions today. I think uh, I I am I I've learned so much from all these people just from watching them and and talking to them at tournaments. And I hope that uh, you'll have the same experience that I had, which was really coming out of this uh, or coming at this as as a, a, a relative beginner, uh, especially when it comes to coaching. If there's any coaches out there, there probably could not be a more useful episode than this one. Well, because Quiz Bowl is so different this year. You know, in Darien, we are we're kind of back to being in school, although there are some students who are still remote and we're teaching to a room full of kids and on Zoom. We were hybrid for a while. I know that some schools are still remote. Some schools are kind of in a mix. You know, it's all over the place. And so Quiz Bowl is kind of in a kind of in a state of flux, but you have a lot of really smart, determined people that are looking at this is an opportunity to problem solve, wouldn't you say? I agree. Absolutely. This is a time for, uh, you know, the scrappy underdogs to fight back. Uh, and this is a time for uh, people to consider what they might MacGyver together with the resources that they have available. So <clears throat> as you listen to the interviews today, um, I, I hope you are going to be paying attention to what the real top programs in the country are thinking about doing and I hope it inspires you to do whatever you can with your players today. Um, and of course, if you have any questions, you could always email us at what's what's the email address for 10 points at gmail.com. That's F O R one zero points for 10 points at gmail.com. And well, Ken, will, Ken will get back to you right away. Uh, right he, away. He, he says within 30 minutes, he'll answer any email uh, with a comprehensive answer with citations especially if it's during the school day. Oh yeah. Cause like, what, what do I have to do? Like the, the kids practice, come on, the kids in Darien teach themselves, you know, yeah, especially it's with the math. Easiest job just give them Khan Academy. Absolutely. Give, give them a calculator. They can figure that out. <laughs> Nothing easier than teaching math in Darien. Let me tell you, 
But uh, so, Mr. T, um, I'm 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 excited about the new year. Uh, we have not played in any any tournaments this year. What do you say we take a look and see how other teams are doing this year? Okay, let's take a look at how some tournaments have been going. What results have been posted? It's time to take a look around the country and dive into the tournament results that have been posted. It's like, okay, uh, so the, the first tournament this year uh, that we're going to take a look at is... Ken, am I reading this right? Uh, nothing yet. Nothing. Uh, there are not any I, tournaments. I'm just a math now. teacher. I, I don't know if I can make sure you're reading it correctly but yeah that's yeah i mean i mean uh the number zero how does how do you feel about that uh you know i mean how can you not be how can you not be like disappointed and you know it's just it's it's unfortunately the, the way things are now it's it's sad it's sad that that's where we are but um there are online tournaments that are going to happen and uh we'll talk about that today we'll talk about what uh, what teams might be doing this year but as of right now nothing yet mm -hmm. so the, are these uh there are some tournaments posted on the naqt upcoming events are those tournaments all online yes yeah everything okay. is is going to be online for the foreseeable future so mm -hmm. if you're a little uncertain as to how that might work well this is the episode for you Okay, so joining us from the great state of Illinois is uh, two uh, national championship winning coaches, the head coach of Barrington Station, Jeff Price, and the head coach from Aptekissick, Barry Love. Barry's been coaching since 2014. As I mentioned, he was the national champ in 2017, uh, and he's also the head coach from Stevenson High School uh, in Illinois. And Jeff Price, I mean, the guy... You know, like he needs no introduction. He's been coaching forever. Um, coaches not only at, at Station, but coaches Barrington High School. Um, and you should have heard this guy before we got started. He just went on and on and on about Quiz Bowl. He could talk your ear off. And that's why you came to this Quiz Bowl podcast, because you love hearing people talk about Quiz Bowl. Jeff, Barry, it's, uh, it's Andrew and Ken in Connecticut. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having us on. Awesome. So, uh, in, you know, in Darien, we are back. We, uh, today, the 29th of September, we had our, our first time where we had kids. Everybody was in class. We had a couple kids that are remote. Um, but for the most part, kids are back and we're monitoring the way things are going. I know in Connecticut, you know, we've had pretty good statistics for a couple of months now. Um, how are things in Illinois and in particular at, uh, Barrington and Aptekistic. We're kind of borderline here in terms of uh, where they want the numbers to be to the point where uh, they're making tentative plans for us to uh, go back to a hybrid mode on uh, October 19th. Hmm. Yeah, and there's a board meeting in my school district tonight at which they will discuss the plan for some sort of hybrid return. So wait, wait, they haven't even discussed a plan yet? <laughs> uh, I guess announce might be a better word, but okay. I think there will be some. <laughs> and they're going to sit there. You know, we probably should have thought of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there, there are plans. There are plans written up. It's just a matter of how will they be rolled out and in what time frame. Gotcha. And you know, obviously, districts across the country are. 
they're all in different places. Um, and, and I'm sure there are some private schools that are back and they've been back. Um, and, uh, you know, homeschool collectives probably have been the least affected by all of this stuff here. So, you know, the state of quiz bowl is kind of in flux and, you know, that's what we've been talking about. Um, so I, you know, gentlemen, I know we scrimmaged last spring and, and I certainly hope to continue that, uh, this year, but you know, how have, have you guys been practicing with your teams yet? Honestly, uh, at station, I usually hold off during the first month of school, but I have kids that are interested. Uh, it's quite honestly, it's going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year. I graduated, uh, my entire A team, uh, last year. So, um, yeah, and that was, you're familiar with them. They're a very uh, hardworking uh, group of uh, students, and uh, they were uh, quite motivated by the time they hit their eighth grade year. Uh, this year, you know, between you know, not having kids uh, well, live and, and the graduation of those kids, I almost feel like I'm starting from scratch. I know I'm not. Uh, mm -hmm. It's probably not as bad as I'm making it out to be, but uh, we'll, we'll start practicing uh, next week. I'll start meeting with kids. And again, you know, they're starting to reach out to express interest uh, at the high school level. We have been practicing and we've been competing uh, already. Uh, we had a, uh, a junior varsity tournament that BHS participated in uh, that was run by. And, and, and what platform are you using? Uh, it was via Discord. It was uh, uh, AQBL, American Quiz Bowl League. Uh, right. been, you know, they set up for some high school events. So uh, we played their September event and it, it went relatively okay. I mean, there were some... Uh, some issues, some were just related to Discord and familiarity with Discord. Some of their staff uh, were running uh, that platform for the first time. So, uh, I mean, all in all, it was, it was, I thought it was a pretty good experience. So, uh, yeah, I expect and, a lot more. And at Aptekissick, we don't start until later in the fall. Yeah. We've, we've moved our the date at which we start the season earlier and earlier since since I've been coaching. But we, we don't start until closer to winter break, to be honest. Oh. So at, at the high school level, we've been we've been practicing with Zoom. But right. at, at, here at Aptekissick, we, we haven't been practicing. I wanted to ask Barry what you're using for a uh, buzzer system. Uh, what are you using uh, besides uh, Zoom? Well, that is a really good question. We've been using the chat. Okay. And so... Everybody types in buzz and your buzzer becomes your enter key essentially. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I found really helpful is to have someone watch the chat while I moderate. Right. Ideally it would be another coach, but right. I don't have another coach. So a, in this case, it's a student. So as soon as someone comes into the chat, they say buzz Jeff. And then I, I know to stop reading. If that person gets it incorrect, then we clear and you type the word clear, right? Yes, correct. Right. We also type like TU1 for toss-up one, TU3 for toss-up okay. two. So if we need to go back and check the record, we can. But, you know, when I was trying to watch the chat and moderate, that was not working out very well. Right. So, so this system has, has worked pretty well. Okay. Ken, you've got, you've got some suggestions for, for things. Like the in our, in our district, it seems like every kid – is a uh, you know has some sort of technological device strapped to their hip, so they they uh, every every week or so some other 
app kind of bubbles to the surface. That oh, I'm yeah. Yeah. We were using so we were using buzzin.live and um, that worked great until they decided, hey, everyone likes it. So let's charge people. Right. <laughs> and so, so it's 99 cents a day if you have more than eight people. Um, and, you know, for a typical quiz bowl match, which is four on four, it shouldn't be a problem. But if you're running a practice and a ninth kid shows up or whatever, and we look for something else. And there was game night buzzer and that, that worked out fine. And then uh, kids are starting to have some issues with that. And one of our captains was like, Oh yeah, we just, we just used Coba. That's what we use. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Coba seemed to be exactly what buzzin was. So, um, yeah, I, 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 and then you can have that screen open while you have either questions in front of you as you're reading or on a different window, and there's a sound that goes off and you can hear people buzzing. So um, it's interesting, though. Like I, I understand, you know, why you'd practice typing buzz in in the chat because you go to these tournaments, these Discord tournaments, and that's what they use. Yep. So you should be practicing the way you're mm -hmm. going to be playing in a tournament, right? Well, yeah, and that was a point I was going to make is that going forward my plan is to use every known platform that gets used at tournaments in practice, because really that is, when you think about what a coach can control, practice is one of the few things that we really, we have control over that. And if I'm not preparing my team to face what they're going to face in a tournament setting or in a match setting, then I'm not really doing my job. And if they're learning the technology on the fly, in a tournament that's not ideal so yeah i plan i haven't done discord but i all of the all of the platforms that are out there i plan to implement at some point in practice so for a for the aqbl what did they use did they use discord they used discord mm -hmm. yes. and was uh, it typing buzz in the chat yes that's uh, exactly what it was and of course the kids could unmute themselves or type their answers um it i thought it worked out it works out okay. It was not unlike, uh, well, you, as you may recall, the on, the OMST, the online middle school tournament that was played uh, last May. It was, yeah, much the same. So it's long. It's a long, it's a long yeah, day. It, it is. Um, <laughs> well, it, it was interesting because they, uh, for this tournament, they, they were using toss-ups with bonuses, and uh, whereas OMST didn't even have bonuses, and it still went kind of long. Uh, but that may have been as much to do with the fact they had a couple of levels of playoffs, as you recall. Um, but uh, doing this AQBL tournament, uh, we started at – it was a little bit after 9 a.m. Yeah, Central Time, and it was about 6.15 p.m. Central when we finished. Mm. Uh, an interesting you know, uh, aspect of it, of course, was they actually split it into two different days. Uh, they had enough interest. They said, okay, we're going to do regional tournaments. And it's roughly East Coast, roughly West Coast. I mean, not really, but uh, but the East Coast uh, schools, if you will, were playing on Saturday. And the Western half of the U.S., if you will, was playing uh, on Sunday. And so it was a different start time as well uh, for those because, uh, obviously, if you're out in California, 8 a.m. Eastern time is not – a great starting time now. So uh, Ken and I have talked a lot about our plan for this season. What would you say if you have a plan for this season uh, of COVID and this season of uh, online tournaments, what would your plan be? Honestly, it's a little difficult to, uh, to make too much of a plan because so many tournaments are, are just really, they're up in the air. Uh, some of the tournaments that we, you know, that we play uh, like for instance, Northwestern, uh, you know, Barry and I, you know, we take our teams to Northwestern University, and that's a great tournament chance to, you know, kids be on campus at a Big Ten school. They love that. Uh, 
you know, it, it's it's uncertain. We've not heard a word as to whether or not they intend to uh, run anything at the high school level. Uh, the IHSA, you know, runs a state series, and it's a really good state series, uh, you know, to be sure. But they're not eager to do an online uh, format, particularly since a decent number of these online formats uh, seem to favor removing bonus questions. Or if you are going to have bonus questions, you don't have bounce backs. In Illinois, bounce backs, uh, you know, like they do in PACE, are pretty standard. You know, that is, you know, the standard format with IHSA. There's uh, no powers, no negs, and there's bounce backs on the bonuses. Um, and the director of the activity IHSA is not enthused with what he's seeing, and he hasn't made any decisions yet. So that's all up in the air. Yeah, and what I would like to do is is just get into in as many tournaments as possible, right. which I guess that's no different than the norm, the normal practice. Um, but that's something I learned from Jeff Price early on is that you can have a really good program, but if you don't get into tournaments, your your team is going to flag. You know, if you go to MSNCT and you haven't built up that stamina by attending tournaments. Right. So, and and I would also. We're hoping to, um, this is just kind of a cool thing I thought I would mention. A bunch of graduates of Abtekissik wrote an entire tournament worth of questions. So, you know, I would like to host that tournament and we're, we're trying to hopefully make it a, an annual thing. We couldn't do it last spring because of obvious reasons. But uh, one of our graduates who's a senior now, Billy Bratton, headed that up. So that's something we're hoping to do is is host a tournament as well as attend as many as we can, but uh, like, on, like, online or, or, um, it, it just depends on the situation, but you yeah. know, and we'll, we'll get to the pros and cons later probably, but the geographic barriers are now gone. Right. So it might be, be preferable to do it online. You know, that's, a, that's a real possibility. So, so I guess that, that kind of leads me into, into another question. Um, what do you like? Uh, uh, so obviously the fact that we can, play against each other, Middlesex and Aptekissik and Barrington. And um, we can play against each other all over the country. Even, you know, we, we scrimmage. Did you guys scrimmage against uh, Seoul? Against yes. um, my, uh, Harvey's team? Yes. Uh, I, mean, I mean, that was that was a lot of fun uh, on a Friday night playing mm -hmm. against kids from Korea. Um, so, yeah, so you're right. These, these geographic barriers have been broken. Um, and I that's obviously a positive. Are there any other aspects of this that you are excited about or are there any aspects that you're really just you're nervous about you're you're worried about i would add that uh you know obviously we'll we like the geographic barriers being reduced however i'm concerned that there's going to wind up being uh schools that wind up dropping the programs uh i mean we have Nearly 400 schools just in IESA alone in Illinois, not not even counting the schools that play Quiz Bowl without even playing, you know, in the state series. Uh, how many of those are going to be active this year uh, during an online you know, type of uh, scenario? I just don't see a lot of them participating. Uh, 
that has me. That has me is that a budget thing, or is that a you know the the advisor, the coach probably isn't going to be as into it if they're not meeting probably, the kids face probably to face. Both. Uh, yeah. I mean, just in terms of uh, is it going? Is there going to be a budget for it if there's not a state series uh, being mm-hmm. run? That's one thing that uh, it's a little bit of the straw that stirs the drink out here in Illinois. Sure. There's so many schools that do these programs because they're officially sanctioned uh, by activities associations at uh, middle school and high school levels. They don't look like uh, what we're used to playing, of course, with NAQT, but there's enough correspondence that uh, if you're good at one, you're probably good at the other. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a real, that's a real concern of mine um, because I know that um, our school has really, at least, our, you know, if you're in Barrington, we've really emphasized trying to uh, have some continuity with these activities to the point where our middle school girls uh, softball teams at Station and Prairie uh, had a season this year, and the rest of the conference did not even play. They didn't field their mm-hmm. team, so their uh, fall season was just Station and Prairie going back and forth, uh, just playing each other, and and then uh, for state. For the state playoffs for the regionals, they had to uh, drive uh, 50 miles to uh, Homer, Illinois, for a regional. A, a lot of school districts in Illinois are not as fortunate as we are in that my students all have a device that's been provided by our school district. Right, and there and there are students in in my school district who rely on a hotspot that was provided by the school district. So, let's just assume that you have a device and you have a hotspot you might be at a disadvantage to somebody whose house has a fiber connection. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, that level playing field is, is going to be there when you have no control over what uh, the, the individual tech situation is, you know, with, with each team and down to each individual. So that, that worries me a little bit. And I worry that it, we might, you don't, you don't want to only have people who can afford the technology to be able to gain entry into quiz bowl. It's a potential problem. Think about it though. And this, this kind of like raises a larger question. If you look at the, the districts that win at the teams that win nationals though, like the, the costs involved in doing that are no joke. You know, like I don't want to say that we, this activity is, you know, an exclusive activity, but it kind of is, you know, if you think about like the, the, the good players and the, a lot of them are well-traveled and, you know, they, they just are afforded so many more opportunities based on whatever background that they might have. And then even just to compete at MSNCT or wherever else they're going, there's just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for per player. Um, so you know, we, we kind of already have that problem to begin with. The better teams typically come from, and you know, D- Darien is a very wealthy district. You know, we're we're no exception. Um, so we kind of already have that problem, right? Yeah, I think I think Ken's quote is, uh, um, you know, in 150 years we won't be here, but Darien's lacrosse team will still be great. <laughs> um, and. Uh, I cannot to just add to your point. I think one of the things that actually makes me excited is that on some level, something like a semi casual tournament is probably one of the most equitable things you can possibly run. Like the, the, the thing that's like a discord tournament run by high schoolers 
that's like, yeah, you're, it's open to anyone on the East Coast or anyone in the, the central you know, area or anyone on the, the West Coast, um, as long as you're in the same time zone. That sort of thing that really is just for, um, for kudos or for like uh, kind of the, the, the point of it is like a super equitable way to, to play Quiz Bowl because there's no travel fees associated with that. Um, but I do think that uh, Jeff brings up a, a really fantastic point, which is that the, the small tournaments and the local fights of Quiz Bowl, like the local uh, ecosystems of Quiz Bowl are really one of the things that keeps Quiz Bowl as popular as it is sure. and keeps Quiz Bowl going. Um, so that's something that I'm very concerned about is that when, when this tide comes back in, are only the sharks going to be left? Yeah. Right? I, I, you know, I, I wonder if, if, uh, if this is still going on in the spring and we, you know, haven't hosted our typical charter Oak yet. If I do that, <clears throat> will I, I, I honestly don't know if I'm going to keep it regional or, you know, it, it, it open it up to people in the country. And we certainly are still limited by size, you know, I can't have a, a 108 team tournament. So, you know, I can't run anything that big. I'm sure other people can. I, I know, I, I don't think I can, but that's a good, that's a really good question, Andrew. Yeah, I know with, uh, I have a tournament that has uh, been as large as 60 teams. Uh, I mean, granted, it's usually, I have a, an upper division that I call the challenge, sure. the standard division, and then, you know, the B, B and lower division. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, the jetpack cheetahs and the sloths and quick, uh, quicksand. That, that's how. <laughs> no, no, no. I just say uh, the B division. It's, it's great though. Cause then you don't, you don't have, uh, you know, the aptochistic A's or Daniel Wright A's or station sure. A's, you know, the world, you know, beating up on your, you know, B and C teams. It encourages, it encourages a number of coaches to uh, have, you know, some lower level teams uh, get some experience and, you know, against other kids who are also finding their way. So it's good, you know, uh, to have that novice level, but uh, yeah, it's always been a regional thing. I, I did actually uh, years ago, uh, I think I told you about this, Ken, that uh, uh, Eugene Wong, you know, brought his uh, Longfellow team out to the Chicago suburbs to play our tournament one year. Uh, and that was the year before, uh, let's see, so that have been 2010, the year before MSNCT started, because MSNCT mm -hmm. started in uh, 2011. And 2010, uh, Longfellow A was probably the de facto national champions, I would say, um, you know, in the absence of an MSNCT yet they they came and Daniel Wright was great at that time and they took Daniel Wright to the woodshed hmm. so uh yeah in my in my in my way of thinking Longfellow A was the uh the first real true national champions in middle school quiz bowl well he'll be he'll be joining us later in the podcast and we'll we'll tell him you said that and we'll see what he says he might still be a little bit bitter about uh you know, 2016. And, you know, I, I think he came in second, uh, they came in second, uh, the, the following two years against Keeling, right. In 2011 and, and, uh, and 2012, yep. right. Yes, they did. And mm -hmm. uh, no, they've been long fellows always a great team. He's an awesome coach. So, mm -hmm. so, so my question, uh, my question is, is for Ken and Barry and Jeff, uh, if you were talking to a coach, the kind of coaches that, that we've been talking about up till this point, the, the coach that is, you know, wondering if quiz bowl is worth it this year, the coach that maybe has a smaller program, uh, the coach that maybe has a, a relatively large program, but hasn't really dived into this, uh, you know, like zoom practices or online tournaments, what would your suggestions or your recommendations for those coaches be? Oh, well, can I go first here, Jeff? Absolutely. <laughs> Typically would defer to, uh, Jeff cause he is the expert on, on all things quiz bowl. Uh, my big piece of advice would be to that you don't 
do what works for you. If you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing people who are doing Zoom or, you know, Discord or whatever, or, or you, do what works for you and your program. Don't uh, don't be intimidated by what you can't do. Anything you can do is going to be beneficial. And as many students as you can reach, if it's not the number that you would typically reach, then then so be it. Um, but maybe you'll be able to reach more. So I sometimes when I listen to other coaches talk, especially of the pedigree that that are in this uh, podcast, it, it's it, even for me, it's it's intimidating. And I think, wow, how can I how can I replicate that? But some things that other coaches do just absolutely would not work at my school or within the culture that we've built for our team. So, you know, stay true to what your culture is and figure out the ways that you can best do it. But, you know, like Jeff said, if if people drop out completely, then you're going to have a real uphill battle if you try to restart things. Yeah, yeah, that's I, yeah, I would piggyback off of that by you know, pointing out that I would say with all the distance learning that has gone on, I'm hoping that uh, that the coaches that you know are out out there now and maybe they're you know not necessarily taking their teams to MSNCT, but like you you know said in these ecos you know in the, the local ecosystem, there's lots of uh, teams that have had Quiz Bowl, and now those coaches have had exposure to uh, you know, to Zoom or Google Hangouts or Google Meet. You know, hopefully they, I would implore them to uh, yeah. Go ahead, do practices that way. Don't feel like you have to become a, a master at Discord. I, you know, I'm planning on doing my Barrington Invitational this year, but I'm not going to dive in and and uh, you know try to learn all that myself, how to set all that up. I am going to pay a college kid to do that for me. <laughs> I already have permission. Sure, you know, they, they said I could do that, so I'm going to I'm going to hire somebody. So, Ken, what would your advice be? Uh, listen to, to listen to Barry and Jeff with <laughs> these, these guys have, uh, are, are two of the best and, uh, that's great advice. Um, okay. thank you guys. Um, uh, I, I honestly like uh, listening to you, I'm, I'm, I'm learning things too. And, and, uh, I really appreciate you guys spending a couple minutes, uh, on the podcast. Thank you for having us on, uh, Andrew. Thank you, Ken. Thanks. It was great chat. And thanks so, so much. All right. So joining us today is Eugene Huang, who is the coach at Longfellow Middle School since 2007. Uh, he was the runner-up at MSNCT 2012. And uh, if there is a team that can be called our rival at Middlesex Middle School, it is absolutely Longfellow. So welcome. Uh, Thank you. We're happy to have you on. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can't see it at home, but Ken's got a big smile right now. He looks like he's he's really enjoying this. I, well, no, I, I have to say, like, like, Longfellow Middle School is it's the it's the gold standard. It's something that um you know I've always looked up to Eugene. I've always looked up to your program. So yeah, I have a smile on my face. I'm, I'm talking to the to someone who I I look up to, I admire, respect and at a program that um I think is easily uh one one of the best in the program, if not the best. Uh, one of the best in the country, if not the best. So yeah, I have a smile on my face. Well, thank you very much, Ken. But to be honest, um, I've learned a lot from you as well uh, at tournaments, just watching how you coach and seeing how you prepare your students. And whenever whenever I see your those blue shirts uh, walk in the room, it is, there is a certain degree of, in, I feel a little, you know, degree of intimidation 
And I know we, we feel the same way about your blue shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the blue, the shade of blue is almost the same. Yep. Our, our first question really is, how are you practicing with your kids in this time of a pandemic? How are you uh, allowing Quiz Bowl to continue? Well, um, I'm a creature of habit and I'm a traditionalist. So I try, I've tried not to change as much as I can, even though uh, we're teaching remotely in my school district and all the clubs are being run remotely. Um, so I'm running practices the same way I, I would run them if we were in person. There's a, there's a portion of practice that's content uh, to fill them with knowledge and give them pointers. And then there's the second half of practice, which is focused on buzzer, buzzer practice. So not a lot has changed. The only difference is we're doing it over a screen and I'm using the same PowerPoints that I would have used in person. So it hasn't changed. Um, we, I still split them up into different rooms, just virtual rooms now. Um, so, so that tells me you're on Zoom because Google Meet doesn't have breakout rooms yet. Uh, we're on a plat a different platform. Uh, okay, it's not Zoom, but it's something our school district. Something similar. Using. Yeah. Uh, so which which platform is it? Just in case there are you oh, know, coaches out there that uh, are interested. Collaborate. Uh, made by Blackboard. Okay. Blackboard Collaborate. What are the advantages of that over Zoom, or if if there are any? There aren't any. They're they're pretty similar. Okay. Breakout rooms. You can share a screen, and all the controls are pretty mm -hmm. similar. How are you? Uh, how are you buzzing? What's your buzzer system? We use the chat window. Um, we still. I mean. In the springtime and early summer, we were using um, Buzz and Live to do it. I think a lot of teams were experimenting that early summer, seeing what worked best. And Buzz and Live seemed to have some intermittent um, problems. So I think almost everybody now used the chat window. Yeah, we were talking uh, before with with Jeff and and Barry, and um, you know they they do that too. They also like they type in the word clear to clear the buzzer. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, we were saying that one of one of my students introduced us to Koba, which is similar to to buzzing. Um, and you know, it, it just it, if you're one person, I don't know. Do you do you watch the chat and read the questions? Or do you have somebody else watch the chat? No, I read the questions and watch the chat. Wow. And I have a. I have <laughs> You're a, good. <laughs> I have a parent who takes care of the other room and she does the same thing. She okay. keeps score. She reads questions and watches the chat, just like me. That's, that's, it sounds like a, a Mrs. Ivy. <laughs> it's tough, been, but I, I've, had, I've had enough practice now. I got it. I got it now. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Eugene, what's your plan for the season? Is there something that you're you're working on? Uh, did you lose a lot of eighth graders? Did you are you maybe still keeping some of your squad together? What's it look like? Um, we have about half of our A team still around, so that I'm lucky. That usually doesn't happen. Um, and then I'm still looking for those newcomers that'll fill in fill in the gaps on my A team. So this is this is actually a, a, an important question. How do you reach out to new 
players in your school or, you know, new students in your school? Um, and how do you recruit when you're not there in person? Uh, you know, you can't put up posters or anything like that and, mm -hmm. and tell people to, to come to your classroom. And, you know, so, like, how do you recruit when, when you're fully remote? Well, to be honest, even when we were in person, I didn't do a lot of recruiting and I didn't do a lot of advertising. Um, my quiz bowl club is advertised in the, on the, the school's web, web page, just like every other club. It's one club in a long list of clubs. And somehow uh, interest gets drums, drummed up by word, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, these, some of these parents hear about Quiz Bowl, you know, several years before, I mean, Quiz Bowl at Longfellow, several years before their kid is in, in, our, in middle school. Um, so it just, the news just gets around. <laughs> I don't put up posters. The most I do is uh, in my own classes, I tell my students that I'm the quiz bowl coach. And if they're interested in trivia, academic trivia, if they like watching Jeopardy, those kinds of things, they should come and check it out. I, I suppose if you have a reputation like Longfellow does or like Middlesex does, yeah, there, there definitely are people that come into the districts just for quiz bowl. <laughs> you know, we've, we've had people say that they moved to Darien just for quiz bowl. Um, wow. I don't think I've had that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, but you're right. Like when they're younger, uh, they might have siblings that, that play in it and then it just, you know, gets passed down. Um, but, uh, but I, I don't know about you. I've definitely seen a drop in our, uh, attendance at our first meeting. And we just had our first meeting a, a, a week or so ago Mm -hmm. And we're used to 60 to 70 kids coming. And um, this time it was less than 40. Now, you know, there was, they couldn't just stay after school and go to the cafeteria and take the late bus home. They had to be there at a certain time in front of their computer for a Zoom meeting. Yeah, I had a slight drop off too. Not, not that drastic. I had a, maybe went from 40, 45, 50 to... 3540 for my mm. first meeting. I'm trying to imagine the recruitment poster that's really long and has the the zoom spelled out https slash <laughs> slash <laughs> so, and a kid trying to write it down like oh that's how I join. All right. Uh, our, our kids would actually stand there and write it down do that. One of the things that I did find, and uh, obviously, you know, this isn't this isn't for Eugene. This is for any coaches that are listening. This um, this was a great suggestion by one of my assistants. We did an informational meeting for players that were interested, and uh, so we didn't practice on the buzzers or anything. Just you know, come to the Zoom meeting just to find out what we do, how we do it, and all that stuff. And I wouldn't have thought to do this, but one of my assistants said you should probably record this. So I did, and then I was able to put that on our classroom. And anytime co parents contact me saying, "Oh, we missed the meeting, can you go over it?" rather than have to call them or spell out everything in an email, I just said, "You know, join classroom, click on the video. Here's the slideshow that I showed." And boy, did that save me a lot of time. <laughs> that's a great idea. It's so simple, but <laughs> yeah, that's one of those teaching things I remember. Uh, a student the other day told me they were absent. How do I find the work and everything? And I said, well, I actually recorded my entire lesson that's on Google Classroom. It's perfect. You picked the best day possible to be out. Um, so there are some advantages. 
Eugene, you guys are, are remote now. Um, is there any sign or, or any plan to come back to school in Falls Church anytime soon? There are so many rumors going around. Um, I've heard um, I've heard December, I've heard January, I've heard we're going to be remote all year. Nobody really knows. Um, I, but I have heard January more than any other month. So with everything just kind of up in the air like that and and seemingly no end in sight, what is your outlook for your quiz bowl team going to be? Well, I am moving forward with the assumption that we aren't going to we are not going to be in the building at all. Kind of like a worst case scenario kind of yeah, thing. I'm and just, going with okay. worst case scenario because I want to be prepared for that and transitioning back to the building. I mean, that's that's a piece of cake for me. So so um, I don't have to prepare, prepare for that. I just need to be prepared for if I'm at home all year and mm-hmm. the kids are in their homes all year and we're doing remote tournaments all year. Are, would you still look to host your uh, your latte tournament? Um, I would. I'm leaning toward against doing it. Why is that? A couple reasons. Uh, one is since tournaments seem to be a little cheaper now and MSNCT, we, we don't know if that's going to happen. And that's that's our biggest expense, expense every year going to MSNCT. We just don't need the money if we don't go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the second thing is I've, I've read about how hard it is to run a remote tournament. And uh, I just don't want to go through what other tournament directors have gone through already. So, uh, spoiler, not that you wouldn't be listening to our podcast anyway, but I thought, Jeff Price had a great idea. Just hire a college kid to run it. <laughs> so you can do the you can do all the legwork of uh-huh. like uh, you know advertising it and putting it out to teams and you know collecting like all of the administrative stuff. But the day of the tournament, you know, you can have somebody who's um, experienced with Discord or or anything like that. Like they do the actual running of the tournament eventually you know the buck stops with you of course but like as far as the technical stuff you you pay an expert to to do that for you Hmm. that is an idea maybe not a good one but i don't know i don't know i kind of like i kind of like that idea like uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna try i'm gonna try hosting a, a small zoom tournament to begin with and see how successful that is before I try something larger. Is that but, the one you're holding on the fourth time? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm doing it like an invitational, like an invite only tournament, and uh, and that is really just because I want to see if this works. So I'm not even like Eugene. I'm not even charging for that. There's no yeah. entry fee. For I, th- that. I think Ken wants to to have everyone who's entering be people who have to put up with him. <laughs> and are are going to be okay with things going wrong? Like, exactly. oh, we, we read the wrong packet. We're in the, uh, wrong, exactly. you we're know, in the if, wrong Zoom. It, so, this so, guy's so incompetent. But hey, uh, there was no entry fee. There's so. no entry fee. Like, you know, what did you expect? You got your money's worth, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but no, like, you know, the competition's going to be good. Um, and that was that was one of the draws, you know, why people would enter. But but also, if I keep it small and I 
and I could see, is this something that's scalable? So yeah. if I have, you know, eight teams or 10 teams or something and it works, could I envision doing this on a larger scale? Is it just a matter of um, creating more um, Zoom sessions and um, stuff like that? So, so I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. And, you know, like as you said, Eugene, we have to kind of keep doing things the same way. Um, and so that's what I'm going to try to do. If it's an up, if it's an epic failure, then I'll apologize to everybody. It's an epic failure, and and I'll hire somebody to do it right the next time. But uh, I don't know. I, I figured I figured I'd give it a shot because we have kids that have been working for three years, like the eighth graders this year, who were sixth graders, and you know, last year there a lot of them had an opportunity to play at at nationals in Chicago, just ripped from them. And like, we need to do something meaningful for them because they deserve it. And so that's why, that's why I'm going to try it. And if I fail, I fail, but that's why I'm going to try it. Well, I won't blame you if it's an epic failure. Good. Blame Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me run the novice bracket. Give me a right. couple teams, a couple of teams that have never been in a tournament. So they never, they don't know that anything's going wrong because they have nothing to compare it to. So with, you know, with this transition into online quiz bowl, are there any aspects of this that appeal to you? Uh, you mean aspects that you, that I would not experience face to face? Yeah. You described yourself as a traditionalist, but are you saying that like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. Maybe I'll incorporate this and, and use this at a different time. As of now, I don't really see anything practicing this way that outdoes anything I can do in person. It's not bad. It, I don't lose a lot from from t from practicing uh, remotely, but there are some things you cannot replicate over the screen. I can't see their facial expressions necessarily, which is really important. If we're practicing with bonuses, I need to see how they work as a team. And yes, they are discussing through the audio, but it's different when, when you're right next to your teammate and communicating versus over a screen, you're just going to communicate differently. There's body language, there's emotions. And then in a, in a real match, in a real tournament, the other team is sitting right there. They can see you. Your parents can see you. Your coach can see you. Strangers are watching you. The mod is facing you. Um, you can't not. You cannot replicate that in a Discord tournament. True. Um, and that that makes it easier for a lot of kids. You know, they don't have people. They don't have eyes on them. Maybe for some it's harder, but I think for most kids it's probably easier. They're more relaxed. They're sitting in their house. Um, is, is it wrong so to say like it's it's you know, easier for the kind of kids that are drawn to quiz bowl. I, I feel like this kind of draws a little bit more of the, the introvert. I'm, I might be wrong, but I mean, you, you've been, you've been coaching this for, for a long time. Would, would you say that that's if I'm wrong, go ahead say I'm wrong. That's fine. You're wrong. Ken. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, thanks, thanks, my, I'm going through all you know, the best players I've ever had. And while, while quiz bowl does drew, draw a lot of introverts, my top players are usually not introverts. Fine. They like, they like, they like uh, being in the game. They like being seen. They like being heard. Okay, I, I, I believe that. I, I, I accept that. But 
you know, there, there are so many that are not the top, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, you have 40, 40 to 50 kids at a meeting, yeah. you know, not all of them end up at MSNCT. Not yeah. all of them, <clears throat> not all of them ever, ever get to play for a Longfellow A and, yeah. and the, you know, the honor that comes with playing for a Longfellow A. But there, there are so many that just enjoy coming to practice once or twice a week. And, you know, they, they have, they've made some friends there. And it might be better for them to just, as you say, like be home and not, not everyone's looking at me. And if I don't know it, the coach doesn't have to see that I don't know it. You know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. I can, I see your point. Are, are you worried at all with, with the, with these online tournaments? One of the, one of the real uh, hot button issues is cheating. Yeah, I'm glad you bring in this up, Ken, because I was afraid to bring it up. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to throw a wrench in things if if uh, <laughs> Ken doesn't want to talk about this. But I, I, I think this is a huge thing that the the potential for cheating. Just Google's right there. It's right there. Oh, I mean, and your phone, right? So like, okay, so I'm on Zoom and you can see me. You can you can hear when I'm when I'm you know click clacking away at at the typewriter. But you know, if I'm on my phone here, I don't even have to look something up. If I'm playing in a tournament and you know, I'm Middlesex C and Middlesex D just heard these questions. You know, Middlesex D could be texting me what, what the answers are. Uh-huh. You know, like what 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 do we do? What do we do to try to combat that? Well, to answer your original question, yes, I am worried. It does concern me. I don't have a solution. I, I've thought about it and thought about it, and I really don't know what you can do. Um these are smart kids, so whatever mechanism you put into to block any kind of cheating, you know, they'll, they'll probably find some way around it if they're motivated in, in that way. Um, I've even had, I've even caught people, pract- I mean, cheating in practice. I mean, it's practice. <laughs> but, but not they- a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, even when it doesn't matter, you know, as far as winning games in a tournament, people will do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It it does sort of make you wonder about the validity of any result at any tournament this coming year. Mm-hmm. You wonder. So I, I had this thought, and you're a math guy. If If you have a kid who's averaging at these online tournaments 40 points per game, and then we come back to live in-person tournaments and all of a sudden that turns into 13, <laughs> right? Like <clears throat> they have to know we're going to notice, you know, they have to know we're going to notice. Now, maybe you said that they're smart kids. They're smart enough to think about how to cheat in the moment. They aren't smarter than us, right? Like sometimes they are, they, they might be better at <laughs> figuring out problems on my computer better than I can, but you know, they're not they're not smarter than us. We are going to see this eventually, right? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, just look at the history of cheating in quiz ball. It it has it has not it, it has not uh, scared off certain people from still doing it in a variety of ways. You know, I, at our at that the meeting that I had with our players at the beginning of the year, I told them that basically what you said. There's, there's nothing that we're going to, there's nothing we can do. There's no mechanism that we can come up with that will stop them from cheating. You know, that will make it impossible for them to do that. They'll always be able to find a way around it. 
And so the only thing that's going to stop them from cheating is themselves and their own integrity. And, and the idea that, you know, I, I, I hate to do this. I hate to bring this up, but Eugene, when we, when we won in, in 2016 and, and you know, this was going to come up eventually, I'm, I'm sure. But when, <laughs> <laughs> but when we won in 2016, like that was, that was like the, the best moment of my professional life. And, and to have thought like, well, we only did that because we knew two of the questions ahead of time, or, you know, like I, I saw the answer was Charlemagne and I mouthed that, I mouthed that to Maya, you know, and that's how we like, what would I be thinking right now? Looking back on that? Like, yeah, it was great that we won, but we only won because we cheated, you know, nothing that we ever would accomplish with cheating would, would fill us with any sense of pride. And that's what I tried to impart to, to my players. Like you will never be proud of anything you accomplish if you cheat. And yet you're right. Some of them are still going to be like, yeah, but if I don't know it, I can just Google it, <laughs> you know? Wait, we lost that match. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, it has been a while ago. <laughs> I still watch Ken's, like Ken's living in the glory days. Once a month, he's, he's, I think every time I watch it, it's going to turn out different. Um, I, 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 I told you though, it might have. That's how close it was. Eugene, it was a different I, question. I, I think I told you though. My one of my favorite parts of that video is Jake Shue, like like totally feeling the, the, the crush of defeat and then looking at, looking at Middlesex and clapping his hands and just respecting what had just been accomplished. Like that is what this is all about. And molding that kid into who he is, is something to be as proud of as anything that, that I've ever done. Um, that was just like, I, I, I show, I show that video and I was like, watch this kid, watch Jake shoe, watch what he does. Like that, that is sportsmanship. That is how, that is how you should aim to be. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that kid, he, I know his parents and he comes from an amazing family. An amazing mm -hmm. family. But uh, I think I'm glad you mentioned that you already talked to your kids about cheating and you were open and honest about we can, we can think of ways to block you, but you you can always find some way around it. So, I mean, we're really, we're kind of powerless. So it's up to them. I think every coach should have that kind of open and honest discussion with their team uh, about cheating in, in, in these room, re these remote times. Um, I think the more you you're open and honest about it, that actually, will deter um, some people who might potentially think about doing it um, from doing it. I'll, I'll say that I uh, some of the most impressive kids that I've seen in Quiz Bowl would absolutely demolish any person off the street with a uh, quick iPhone thumb. <laughs> like, like there, there's absolutely no contest between the kid who has put in the work and uh, spent those long hours studying and, and really, you know, immersing themselves in all of the sorts of quiz bowl lore that exists. Uh, and a person who is Googling, uh, you know, oh, this, you know, oh, I guess it's, uh, you know, this Charlemagne guy. There's no comparison at all. Um, and that's one of the things that, that for me, uh, kind of lightens that uh, 
spiritual load that I know that the kids who win, um, when you watch someone like Shiva, when you watch uh, someone who's like at the very top of the game, uh, th those kids are not getting there by accident and they're not going to be knocked down by someone who's Googling anytime soon. So that's right. I will say, Eugene, one of the things that uh, I, I really appreciate getting the chance to express this to you personally is that uh, uh, I've had many conversations with Ken about uh, ways to make our students better. And probably the number one thing that I have seen Ken put the most work into in Quiz Bowl in the last year and a half or so uh, is, is, is the idea of you lecturing your students like giving them like these history lectures, giving them uh, these lectures on all sorts of subjects. And I see that Ken is like striving towards this like, like perfectionist ideal of like, like, like that's not how Eugene would do it. Like, like his lecture, <laughs> his lecture would, would like touch on like every major figure in that area. And like in that period of time, like with the buzz phrases built in, and like, uh, you know, like I see him sometimes like two days before a lecture and he's like, oh man, I got, you know, I just don't have enough. Like I, you know, there's just not enough here. Um, and uh, I want you to know that he's, he's, he's always chasing your ghost. I, he, I don't know he, if you know that, but, but once you said you, you, you lecture in history, I'm like, all right, well, I mean, if Logville does it, I got to do it too. You know, like, <laughs> I got, you know. Have you ever considered recording your your videos? Like, even if you only post them on like a Google Classroom for your kids, have you ever considered recording your lectures? Uh, not till just now. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I'm surprised I didn't think about that before, especially since I'm re I'm required to record every one of my math classes um, this year. Yeah, this this way, if if a kid does miss it, you know, like. They can just they can just rewatch yeah. it and stuff. Yeah. I've I've uh, I've avoided like even posting the notes because I don't want kids to rely on that. I want them to be there with me in the moment and you know taking notes and stuff like that. But you know we got to change with the times, I suppose. Yeah, I do post I do post the notes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have no idea how many, how many kids actually go look at that. Mm -hmm. Well, if you post it on YouTube, then you can see exactly how many kids look at it. And then you go, and, and who are these other 140 kids from Connecticut that are also watching this video? <laughs> no, private it, private it, for sure. Otherwise, Ken will be like, oh, uh, Eugene put up a new video. Oh, we're going to watch this. I would have to do we're going to watch this. <laughs> Cancel whatever we were going to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at MSNCT a, a couple of years ago, I was talking to uh, Coach Wong about, and I was just, I'm just so impressed, like, like Longfellow just doesn't have, they don't have any weaknesses and like all of the kids have this real depth of knowledge about stuff. And one of the things he said was he lectures on the history of the world. It's, it's a two year, you know, how many parts? What do you say? A 50 part series? 40, uh, 40 something. Okay. Like, and he's like, and he said, I start in Mesopotamia and, and just all the way through modern times. And I'm thinking, Oh, Okay. Well, I guess I got to start brushing up, you know, and um, there's there's nothing better than when you do a lecture and a question comes up and a kid gets it and he gives you that look like, yep, I got it because you just talked about it. Yep, yep. Darn straight, man. Yeah, turn around, <laughs> give me a smile. We just talked about that yesterday. I'm like, yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's nothing worse, though, than seeing a question come up 
on a lecture that you're in the middle of planning and you haven't given yet. <laughs> well, there is something worse than that. If if uh, we already had the lecture the day before and they don't get it. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Take your notes. Why don't you read your notes? <laughs> I mean, worse, worse still would be, th this is why I don't do the, do the lectures, is uh, uh, they buzz in very confidently saying the same thing that you taught them and it's wrong. That would probably be <laughs> where where our team would be if I were to be the one giving the history lectures. So I'm very lucky that uh, Ken is in charge of that. Well, uh, Coach, you uh, you really you you inspire us. You inspire us to be better. Um, and I can't tell you what an honor it is to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time to uh, to talk to us. Um, and I, I don't exactly know what this year will bring, but hopefully we cross paths, uh, in meaningful ways, many, many times this year and, uh, and stay safe and healthy. Thanks for having me and, uh, have a great year and you stay safe too. Now joining us, uh, we are so pleased to have, uh, on our podcast for the first time, um, two other coaches from, uh, two of the absolute cream of the crop, best programs in the country. We have with us the coaches of uh, the last time there was a finals match at MSNCT. The uh, the champions and the runners-up, the coaches of those two programs are here. We have Caitlin Samuel from Hunter and uh, Bruce Hansen from Churchill. Caitlin is a, uh, is a science teacher at Hunter College High School. She not only works with the middle school team there, but works with the high school team. She, uh, she's been working with them for a couple of years and, as I mentioned, champions in uh, 2019. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Very good. And and joining us also is Bruce Hansen, who's the coach from uh, Churchill. And let me tell you, watch out for these guys this year. We scrimmaged them last week, and uh, it it was not close. And that is a testament to their players and uh, and to this man, Bruce Hansen, who is the runner up in 2019. Bruce, you've been coaching Churchill for for a couple of years. You've been uh, you were the Science Bowl coach. You are are, are the Science Bowl coach still at Churchill. Uh, it is a real pleasure to have you on our podcast. How you doing, Bruce? I am doing great. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast today. Thanks. So do you actually still coast, uh, coach Science Bowl? Do you still do that? We do Science Bowl, and um, our Science Bowl team won the regional for the first time. So we actually did an online national tournament last year. Awesome. Is it the same? I, I wonder if it's the same one that we do. Is it through, like, the Department of Energy? It is. It is. So okay. We're supposed to be getting some cool swag from them. So nice. we'll see what happens. Nice. If, if you haven't done Science Bowl, if you've never done Science Bowl before, it is a far cry from Quiz Bowl. If you're going there expecting a Quiz Bowl experience, it is not that. But that doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile. It's still fun for the kids. Um, there's There are some differences in rules, and maybe they're a little too strict with rules for, for my taste sometimes, but it's still a very worthwhile experience. Um, but anyway, uh, we're, we're so glad to have you guys both here. Uh, so our first question is uh, the question that's on a lot of people's minds. How are you practicing? Yeah, we've uh, been- Ladies before gentlemen. Uh, we've, been, we've been working on this. Our, uh, our school is kind of a mess right now. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of schools are starting to get into a rhythm of things right now. We were threatening strike earlier this week and that's still not over. We still haven't wow. had any in-person classes. 
Uh, we're going to a hybrid model where seventh graders are in Monday and Tuesday and eighth graders are in Wednesday and Thursday. There's no longer a lunch period that we can practice during. There's no before or after school. So we're pretty much going completely online. We're doing an afternoon practice on Thursdays and an evening practice from 8 to 9.30 on Tuesdays, and we're alternating between Zoom and Discord. And how's that working out for you? <laughs> we had our first one last night that we had to cut short for the debate. So, um, so far, so good. That's more or less what we were doing last year, except for we weren't doing the evening practice last year. Uh, but again, they haven't started going in in person yet, so we don't know how that's going to affect things. And, and Caitlin, are you finding that the kids are a little bit like it's easier for them than it might be for us? I don't know. I think you're a few years older than me, Ken. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't. I'm glad it came from you, Caitlin. Okay. I didn't, didn't want to. I already had a okay. Discord. So when I said when I said us, when I said us, I, I I definitely meant I definitely meant me and people you know who are a few years older than you, Caitlin. Uh, the way that the way that Ken asked me, Andrew, have you ever heard of? discord <laughs> i was like uh he, he was it sounded like he was asking me about like a, a country or something like that from like a far off far something so no one had ever heard of and i was like yeah i have the app right here on my phone actually you know i i've reached that i've reached that point in my life i was i was walking the dog the other day and i was listening to um you know one of my pandora stations and uh, the song uh starseed came on by Our Lady Peace. And I'm like, man, they just don't make songs like this. And this is such a great song. And I'm thinking, boy, my eighth graders would hate this song. <laughs> and I would think about the music that they would want me to listen to. And it's not music. There's, we, I've reached that point where there's a disconnect. I'm not that old. I'm 38. But I've reached that point where there is a disconnect now, definitely between me and, you know, the, the whippersnappers in my class. Well, down know? here at the lower end of 30, I was telling them how to use Discord. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm, I'm the old guy, so when you said Pandora, Discord, I don't know what any of that stuff is, <laughs> so I'm in big trouble when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I hope to figure it out. That's, that's why it's so great to delegate to the kids. Uh, they know we, what it is. That's bad. Yeah, stuff. they all know what it is. They all know how to use it. If you say something like, make it happen, they'll, <laughs> they'll be like, all right, he, he trusts us. Yeah. We got to make this work. I did go on a Discord server, and I'm going, I can't hear anything, and I'm not going to the right room, not doing this, not doing that. So I am hesitant about trying to moderate a practice on yeah. Discord. So what have you been doing? We are – the kids have been practicing most of the summer. They did do a um, one camp. We've never done camps before, so someone paid some money and did some camps. And we're talking about our tw top 12 players, our A, B, and C teams. They're very competitive. So they've been playing over the summer. Um, in California, we're still doing distance learning. Um, we'll see what happens. But I'm running a seventh and eighth grade practice after school from 3 to 4.30 on Mondays. And then Tuesdays, sixth grade practice um, from 3 to 4.30 also. And then I practice with the A, B, and C teams on Sunday. And what scares me is, you know, getting those scrimmages on Wednesdays, Thursday. You know, I, I want to have somewhat of a life, but uh, I think they can do it on their own. And um, we do practice against some high school teams on Sundays, and they like to compete against us. A lot of those kids were former Churchill kids. So I love seeing my graduate students still doing Quiz Bowl. 
Ken, I'm I'm hearing two uh two meta breakers here, two two practicing things I've never heard before. I've never heard a practice on Sunday, and I've never heard a practice past four p.m. So <laughs> both of those I think are like like the inevitable creep of like, what if we just did more quiz bowl? Wouldn't that <laughs> wouldn't that make our kids better? And the answer is always yes. That's the scary part. Andrew and Bruce, uh, I can't tell you how many times people come up to have come up to me at uh, MSNCT, you know, after having played us or, or whatever. And they say like, what do you do? What do, how do you guys get to be so good? And I tell them how often we practice. And, um, you know, when they hear we practice twice a day, every day, and sometimes on the weekends. Now I don't practice on Sundays because as you said, Bruce, I, you know, I have a life and I have a wife and two kids. Um, and at some point I do have to be daddy, you know, uh, but, but in the past kids would take questions and they'd hold hold practice at their house and stuff and you know when they hear that they're like okay well i'm not too i'm not doing that <laughs> but that's it's what it takes and this is why churchill is one of the best teams in the country this is what it takes and this know? is why hunter is so good <laughs> the other thing it's that i that... heard that we have in common is uh practicing with high schoolers uh, i think for me that takes a lot of the burden off like i don't i don't have kids but i also don't have to worry as much about those other times because if something comes up for me my older kids are just going to take over uh and practicing with those high schoolers really pushes them to that higher level i i can i think we should start a petition to be um middlesex college high school middle school (laughs) Uh, i think i think just putting the name just putting the name on there as intimidation uh, we'll really level up our game. So Middlesex University, middle school, high school, yeah, primary school, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> We're just in uh, middle school, but you know our, we are connected to a high school that does very well in science bowl and quiz bowl and science Olympiad and everything else they want to do. So, uh, but but honestly, uh, both of you, that is a that is a great suggestion to um, you know contact either whatever your feeder high school is or. Um, you know, some of the, some of the players, some of your former players, as you said, Bruce, uh, to, to try to get them to help out. Even if you're a little unsure about technology, I'm sure they can help. Or if it's a time commitment thing, that's, you know, that's great. And, and I think that also does well to, um, give your current middle schoolers, some role models, some people to look up to some, some, something to kind of strive towards, um, yeah, that's that's a fantastic idea. I think I think Ken's just getting just starting to get comfortable delegating to a twenty six year old. Uh, so he'll 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 get there in a couple of years and be comfortable with telling an eighteen year old or seventeen year old to run a practice and feeling like that that room isn't going to end up catching on fire. So, uh, but I'm glad that I'm glad that everyone is telling Ken what I've been telling him for <laughs> the last year, which is, hey, why don't you delegate some of this stuff? And he's like, oh, I could. I, Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's a that's a real thing. And I'm like, oh, no, you'd be surprised. And, you know, I'm just sitting here like uh, preparing my I told you so email for later. Uh, so thank you for that. I don't really want to delegate either. But when uh, two years ago, when we had our team, we had a Q team. So we had 72 people playing. And so a lot of times those top kids are middle schoolers are doing the moderating and I'm borrowing rooms from teachers and running all over the place and trying to build a schedule on the fly. Winners play winners, losers, trying to figure out who is actually pretty good in that group. And so it gets pretty chaotic. And 
the more help I can get, the better. And um, I'm kind of a solo adult person. Um, that year I did have a tremendous mom helping out and she's running a high school program now. So she's, uh, she was fabulous. Can we just get a quick shout out to all the parents that do have yes. yeah. kids? Yeah. They, we would not be able to do this without them. Some of those parents are, they like, they understand the value of this extracurricular. I think like, like very few, uh, adults do. And, you know, at the end of the year, when, when we have our end of the year powwow with the, with the team, um, we certainly thank the parents and I, I let the kids know, you know, I hope one day you realize the, the sacrifice that they made driving you to school early for practice and, you know, driving you all over the East coast and all of this stuff that they're doing just so you can have fun playing this thing. And I hope you have the, the thought enters your mind, man, I, I, I'll never be able to pay them back for that. And you're not supposed to. You're supposed to pay it forward. So when you have kids and they, they want you to take you to all these places, you know, you say, okay, let, you know, let's get in the car. Let's go to Massachusetts for a something tournament, you know, because that's the way it should work. I'll add something. When I said I practice Sunday, yeah, it's usually at somebody's house. And every Sunday there's food there. And oh, that's uh, great. those parents are buying food. They won't let me pay for it. Uh, <laughs> we have a quiz bowl. No, we'll pay for it. All the families are bringing food. So we might have 20 kids in somebody's house. And it's a really big social thing. So if the kids yeah. are thinking about doing it, those kids eat it up. When we get done with the practice, they're hanging out in Zoom for another 30 minutes just talking and doing. They're not talking quiz bowl, but they're just having – they're bonding as a group of kids. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I love that at the end of keeping my mouth shut and just listening. So it is pretty cool. So what are your plans for the year? I know everything, the like school year is up in the air and, and everything, but you know, how, how are you approaching what you're doing this year? Caitlin, why don't we start with you? Uh, well, our biggest hurdle every year is recruitment because we start in seventh grade and kids are coming from all over the city. So we don't even have like elementary schools that we can talk to. We just like, mm-hmm find out the first day of school who the seventh graders are and have to hit the ground running from there. Uh, And seventh graders usually have a lot going on. So any given year, we might only have a few seventh graders and then eighth grade is when they start getting really into it. Uh, So this year we have like three eighth graders and that's our whole middle school team at the moment. So for us, recruitment is something we're really trying to focus on for the beginning and remotely that's even more difficult than usual so i I gotta ask do people come into hunter knowing about your program or are they just like oh quiz bowl what is this is this like bowling or something they got nothing no (laughs) because in a place like you know a place like churchill i'm sure your reputation precedes you i i would say that i do and you know kids coming in fifth graders um some of the parents do ask about quiz bowl and we have a couple of the programs they ask about, but it is rewarding to me to hear ki- parents ask about quiz bowl. One of the reasons they want to come to school. We think kids come a lot of reasons kids come to Churchill is because of what happens after school with some of our programs. And I think quiz bowl is a big part of that. So I take pride in that. We've been trying to build that up a little bit. Um, probably remember from a few years back, Cerulean, uh, Mm -hmm. superstar kid. He last year started a middle school tournament in New York City, the first middle school tournament in New York City. 
with the goal of getting at least some of these middle schoolers to know that Quiz Bowl is a thing earlier on so that we can build up the whole New York circuit. How did it go? It went great. We didn't have a huge number of middle schools that showed up, but the ones that did brought uh, quite a few teams and it seemed to be a pretty enjoyable experience. That's that's awesome. I think I, I have been talking about the fact that we won nationals since, you know, as soon as I walked in the door. And I, th I think the fact that, uh, uh, your your focus is on recruitment, but you have this win that's so recent in your pocket. Tells me that you're incredibly modest, incredibly humble, uh, and you're you know I think you need like a hype person. Uh, so if you can if you can find a student or uh, you know someone who doesn't uh, isn't going to be afraid to brag for you very loud, uh, very loudly, um, I think. I, I I don't imagine that you'll have any difficulty finding more members. So thanks. It's oh man. I mean, Ken, if, if we had a, a 2019 win, I think, uh, I, you know, I, I know that I would be, uh, you know, in my quiz bowl gear every other day. And all right. So I'll know. tell you what, I'm going to delegate winning 2020 to you. How about that? All, all right. right. I mean, there yeah. we go. Uh, let's see. Hmm. <laughs> Bruce, how about you? What's your what's your plan for the year? Um, before I want to just say I have Quiz Bowl gear on right now. Nice, okay, very nice. For, for our listeners, he's wearing uh, he's wearing a shirt that says Churchill and uh, with a big brain on it, and uh, a whole bunch there's a globe, uh, a beaker, like all of the different uh, categories of Quiz Bowl. Yeah, that's a really cool shirt. That that's was awesome. probably our best shirt, and that was again two years ago, um, but. Uh, we where, where do you have those made? Where, would you, do you use like custom ink or something? What, uh, what do you yeah, do? custom ink is the one. Mm -hmm. So we've great. three or four different models. They're less than 20 bucks. And, yep. you know, I just, kids pay for them. And if somebody doesn't have enough money, we can cover it. But um, generally, everybody just pays for it and we do fine. We should yeah, get free, free plug for Yeah, free plug for custom ink. They are uh, absolutely our our go-to when we whenever, whenever we do Ken, our shirts or any sort of swag. Absolutely. Ken, Ken is very excited to show me the shirt every year. You got to get that sponsorship money, Ken. You got to be contacting I, I them. Still, I, still, I still had it in the back of my mind, Ken. I still think we could get uh, Vineyard Vines or like one of these like very huge local companies to, to sponsor us. So you know what we have this year is Quiz Bowl face masks. Oh, we do have Quiz Bowl. Wow. Ooh, I might steal that idea. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Yes. Yeah, so, so anyway, Bruce, what, what's your what is your plan for the year? Um, we don't have as many kids, and I'm really thankful for that. Uh, and unfortunate, but uh, we only have we have four sixth grade teams. Uh, so we have about 16, 18 kids in sixth grade. And we have a lot more. The sixth graders from last year stuck around. And so we probably have about 45, 50 kids and practice the Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, I send them. We have a Google Classroom set up. So I've only included our top kids right now, but I'm going to invite everybody. And it's going to have links to uh, links to all of the uh cheat sheets that NAQT puts out and stuff like that. And thing that I like too is the Zoom meetings at the end, they give you all the email addresses for everybody that was there. So I can just grab all those emails and send a message. Hey, we have practice next week. 
There are so many kids forgetting about practice this year. They just don't think about it because they're not at school. So mm -hmm. it's a big pain. I got teams made up and then I got to juggle them before I make breakout rooms. So it is kind of hectic, but uh, having those seventh and eighth graders, primarily eighth graders run practices, I don't even ask them what packet they're going to do. They just know they're going to go to some packet they use and they send me score sheets so I can figure out That's awesome. who's doing That's well. So, and it's good for them too, because there's hearing questions plus they're getting leadership skills. So it's more than quiz bowl. It's leadership. It's life skills. So I think uh, it's a fantastic opportunity for anybody who tries this. So my question would be, uh, if you can think of a school, like maybe it's a semi-local school, maybe they've played quiz bowl on a lower level, maybe like last year was their first year at nationals. Uh, maybe they're a school that is having some trouble adapting to all of this technological stuff. Uh, what would your advice be to those programs, to those coaches? Oh, okay. Um, I'd say, you know, ask for some help. Uh, I, I met a couple other coaches um, that were taking my guys in kind of in the summertime. And uh, just like Ken read questions for the uh, practice we had, this other guy read questions. And, I, you know, I can keep score or I could read. But, you know, I'd be willing to help. And I think other coaches out there, they kind of – I can see these guys live and breathe quiz bowl. So I think they'd be willing to help somebody. Um, maybe if they were really good, they might not help them that much. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think once you get your feet wet, you can jump in and you see the excitement on the kids' faces. Uh, you're just motivated to do it. And I would definitely get the kids, like you said, Andrew, you know, the kids know more about this technology. Everybody knows about Zoom now. And um, I use BuzzIn too, so I'll put a plug in for BuzzIn. I bought the premium so you can have more than eight people in a room. Say you have a couple extra kids. Instead of telling them you can't buzz, you know, now you can have 10 people in a room buzzing in, and it's not a problem. Um, some of them don't answer that much anyway, so they're experiencing the question and being part of a group. So I hope that may be some good advice for people, but I'd contact somebody, contact and, you know, maybe NAQT should have a list of coaches willing to help out so they, you know, if they're overburdened right now. Uh, I think there are people out there. We'd love to have more schools in Sacramento competing. We have to drive to the Bay Area, you know, all the time. And it's great food, but it's uh, getting up at 5 in the morning and getting home at 7 at night on a Saturday is not fun three or four times a year. So. Thank you, Caitlin. Every holiday, one of my family's favorite things to do is play middle school quiz bowl packets. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's something that's, that's like great. accessible to everyone. Uh, they don't feel bad. Like the one time I tried reading a high school packet and everybody said that was the worst idea they've ever had. Um, but middle school packets are just great to play with your family. So reaching out to those parents saying, like, hey, here's something you can do with your kids that they might be excited about that like you might actually get to show them up a little bit because uh, so much of the material is stuff that the older you are, the more likely you are to have just been exposed to it. Uh, and it's just super ah, fun. So, so take that, take that Andrew and Caitlin. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite experiences, Caitlin was uh, getting to play a round at nationals with parents versus the kids. That's great. Uh, oh, so wow. fun. It's so fun. Uh, and when the parents got, 
things and the parents were uh instantly on the same wavelength they were like we're gonna showboat and like high five as soon as we oh yeah we're gonna cream you guys it was it was a blast so yeah my, i think the more the more parents we can get reading quiz bowl questions the better yeah it's great like my mom she's older but she she knows things so those bonuses are such a great time for her to shine mm. uh, my sister is like way smarter than me but i know the stock way better than she does so uh it ends up being pretty evenly matched it's a lot of fun Let's see. So, Ken, I, I have a quick question for you. Sure. This, this is a this is a kind of a, a wrench in the works. So, uh, this is something that I added to the the question list. <laughs> we wouldn't uh, do that to you He'd as that to a me, we wouldn't do that as a you. sort of thing. We'll we'll do it to Ken, and then if you guys want to jump in, you absolutely can. Uh, so, Ken, are the kids having fun? Oh. Yeah. See, we'll cut that. <laughs> no, I, 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 I wish, I, I wish I, I had a more, I was more certain of an answer. I'd like to say yes, but um, honestly, with the way that we're structuring practice this year, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, by now, we would have probably gone to Yale for a for a high school tournament. We would be um, planning our. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> our charter oak tournament would you, you know so I, I think it would be a lot more real for them I, I i think our kids especially our eighth graders are a little nervous that this is it this is all they're going to have are these online practices and you know maybe an online tournament here or there that's just just not the same so i i still think they they enjoy quiz bowl and they come to practice and whatnot but you know right before we were on with you guys uh you know it's it's about 4 30 in the afternoon on the east coast we, we had some kids in for practice and there were some big names on our roster that weren't there and i i would never expect them to miss uh, an afternoon practice and i wonder if it's because you know it's not as important to them and because of that it's just not you know i i i, I wish i could say yeah andrew yeah they're still having fun but I don't, I don't think it's the same. And I recognize that a lot of that is on me to, to try to make this as meaningful and as fun for them as possible. Um, but it's not that I'm not trying to do that. I, I, don't, I don't know what I can do. And that's actually, that's one of the reasons why we have Caitlin and Bruce and, uh, and, and Jeff and Barry and Eugene is to, to try to figure out what we can do for our kids so take the state of the union the quiz bowl <laughs> right what, what, what say you guys i think that for my kids we haven't been in school since march and a lot of school activities have just sort of disintegrated and quiz bowl is one of the few things they have left uh so in that way for a lot of my kids, it's a really big highlight in their life. And they've got the Discord, which is the only community that they have because they're not seeing the people in their classes. So I think that in some ways, uh, it's less fun. But in other ways, it's the best thing that they've got right now. I agree with that. I would say I, I think a coach makes a difference. And I noticed that. Sorry, pumping you up, Ken. When you moderated how you interacted with the kids and, you know, the kind of joking around and stuff, I think kids eat that up. 
and they really get into that. So um, I try to do that. I don't know. Um, I think I do have a relationship with the kids, and I think that makes a difference. Um, I think they would bend over backwards for me to practice, and you know, they they're getting stuff out of it too. They know, but. Um, I kind of worry about the new kids too, because they don't really know what they're getting into. We would have had a tournament at Churchill again, and some of the kids might be done for the year, but they really don't know what, they just keep coming to practice. And if you keep practicing against the same teams over and over again, that's going to get old in a hurry. So I am looking, you know, the scrimmage idea of not just the top teams, but for those schools that have multiple teams and maybe like, uh, if church, uh, there's a new school, if there's some lower school, another new school that would play some of our lower teams just so they could experience, you know, playing another school and w- win or lose. My kids were happy. They just got a question right. They could get beat 400 to 20 and uh, they could be happy. I answered the only question our team got. So if you can uh, duplicate that outside of the school, I think that would be a win too, but I am worried about the new kids. The old kids, they know what they're getting into. And I agree with Caitlin that, you know, they don't have a lot of social things. A lot of it was taken away from them. So maybe there are some silver linings. Caitlin, do you see any positives that can come from quiz bowl at a distance? I mean, certainly that socialization factor. Um, I think that it's, giving kids uh, like a, a, a purpose outside of just homework um, that is hard to come by in other places. Um, I think that. But, but, but is there anything in this new format where everything is on, the practices are online, the tournaments are online. Is there, is there any positives that you see that can come from that? I mean, we don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to get into four different cars that are picking kids up from all over the city to do tournaments again. So I'm, That's true. I'm hoping right. that it makes it more accessible for some kids. So some kids that, whose parents maybe didn't want them to be going to all these tournaments and, uh, having to figure out how to transport to these different places. Like most of our families don't have cars. Um, so I'm hoping that it means that more people are able to sign up for these tournaments than would have been able to in the past, especially if some of the fees are a little bit lower than they've been in the past. You might be able to sign up more teams. Hmm. How about you, Bruce? Uh, Silver lining. I've been thinking about that. I I think the opportunity to scrimmage other schools after a day of school is the plus probably. Um, you know, I I could I was planning to put out, hey, we're playing a school from Connecticut and put your name on their middle sex. And the teachers would be all going crazy and they put it on our morning TV show that some kids watch. And so just putting that kind of stuff on there is makes these kids feel like it's a big deal. I mean, all these other clubs or teams are canceled and quiz bowls out there playing a team from Connecticut and we're playing, uh, you know, we played a team from Illinois over the summer and we- Did you guys play um, uh, Harvey's team to, from Seoul, Korea. 
Uh, we did play Soul Korea. Yeah, that was cool, right? <laughs> I know. That was last year. So that was right. one of the last things I was able to send out to all the schools. Said, hey, we just played a school. It's not just the United States. It's a worldwide thing. We just played Seoul, Korea. And so it's you know, it makes those kids, they hear, they see, see their names on a TV screen or something. So it does make a difference for them. And, uh, I, you know, I, the parents do, you know, they, they see their kids are eating it up too. If, as long as they, we can do some scrimmages or competitions, uh, like I said, though, I am concerned if we keep practicing just against ourselves. So I think Churchill would be up for scrimmaging, but not just our top team, but I'd love to get our sixth graders. If there's some sixth graders out there that are willing to compete against our sixth graders, um, you know, it's night and day, the sixth graders. I'm going, how come you don't know this? But I've been oh, yeah. practicing against the eighth graders all the time, or and they know it, boom. And the sixth graders going, oh, I never heard of Madonna. And so <laughs> it's just like, what? And so, hey, that's one music person I know. It, it is funny when you're, when you're reading to a group of new players and you know, and, and you love it. You love the fact that they're there and they're, they're giving their time and they, they want to get better and stuff. But there's a question where the answer line is something like, you know, Charles Dickens and they have no clue. And then later on, you see in the packet, the answer is uh, William Faulkner. And you're thinking, should I just skip this? <laughs> 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 you know, I, I guess I'll read it just because I want them to see what they have coming to them, you know. <laughs> um, but Boy, there are definitely times where, like, no, we're going to skip that, skip that, skip that. And, and now we've reached but, the customary gift of the Magi question. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, it, oh, Henry. <laughs> I, I went into another – I didn't have most uh, – I only have half of our kids. So I went into another teacher's classroom. He let me go into the Zoom session. I had to look through, like, four packets before I could find questions – that I thought they might know because there are so mm. many, it's the skill level between sixth graders and eighth graders. Amazing. But, you know, I had to find questions where Pinocchio is the answer or SpaceX or whatever else. And, um, you know, then you have to read the entire question cause they're not right. buzz in early. Right. So there, there was a, a, a company called Sages that, uh, that wrote elementary level questions. And um, we actually had them write some for, specifically for us for our elementary school tournament that's one of the things we do to recruit to get kids interested so we, we reach out to the five elementary schools and we have a little tournament with them uh, while they're fifth graders uh you might be able to find some of their questions online so i'd recommend doing that because those are those are those will at least get them into hey listen for the toss-up what's the question asking for it's looking for a river so write down the word river and you know when it gets to the answer line just today, we had a question where they, the answer was Kenya, and uh, the, we got to the, you know, name this country in Africa. And I'm like, come on, guys, just someone ring in and get something. I don't know, Kenya? Like, yes, that's what you do. You buzz in, you get something. You might run into 10 points and 20 more on the bonus, you know? Like, you got to you gotta put yourself out there. So, uh, but yeah, I'd look up Sages, S-A-G-E-S. Look, look them up. They, I, I, I recommend them for, for low-level middle school players. I'm going to read those to my top team and see how they do. <laughs> Morale. And like Bill is like, I, yeah, I, like this is ACF. This is yeah, Pace Nationals. Here we go. Yeah, Bruce. I'm Bruce. I'm wondering if uh, your your call for are oh, if there are any uh, sixth grade teams out there 
you know, uh, who want to zoom, you'll, you'll set that up and then you'll just throw your eighth grade A team at them. <laughs> just, you know, uh, that, you no. know, they need, they need some, some, uh, lambs for the slaughter every once in a while to remind themselves. Two years down the, the real line, everybody else is. will be so demoralized that you'll dominate the field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a long-term strategy. He's going to go, how come we don't have any quiz bowl kids this year? <laughs> they all quit because they all got killed by, uh, the yeah. sixth graders from Churchill. But, uh, yeah. We were actually told we couldn't enter a high school tournament because it's a novice tournament. And mm. what point is there for having a middle school do really well? And so they said, no, you, we don't want you guys to come. And I said, okay, that makes sense to me. But there are no middle school tournaments online that I've seen yet. I would say one of the things that if there's a silver lining in all of this, um, Ken and I had this very prophetic conversation like two years ago. Um, that I, I kind of said, can I have something that it's going to change Quiz Bowl? And he said, all right, hit me with it. Because uh, my role is kind of like the idea guy, pie in the sky idea sort of thing. And then he he is the one responsible for, you know, create making my dreams come true. He built um, the castle in the air and I put exactly, the foundation on it. Exactly. Um, which is why we work so well together, uh, to his frustration. Uh <laughs> And I, I said, you know, there's this thing, and I've researched a little bit. It's called Google Hangouts. Uh, and I think, theoretically, we could practice with one team playing another team over Google Hangouts. And over my desk at work, uh, Ken has, if you, you could, Ken could, you could show those now. You've got your first place uh, card and all those things um, hanging over his desk. But I have the score sheet for our first Google Hangouts game that we played hanging over my desk because I like, for me, I feel like that was such a critical like moment uh, because we did that. And then we've scrimmaged here and there. And now everyone's in that boat. Uh, now uh, Google hangout is no more. It's Google meet. And everyone, every, almost every school district has like a zoom account or some kind of, you know, uh, blackboard sort of deal. And I feel like uh, there's a huge chance here for, Quiz Bowl to with the right like ingredients in this cocktail uh, kind of explode potentially. That's that's yeah. I, I think this could be like in a few years we might fall back on these sorts of things as like yeah well you know there there's all this travel and all these things that you know like it, when it comes to the question of like how much time and effort the parents are putting in it could be like you know uh, your kid is really motivated so you sit down with them on a Saturday and they log into a Zoom for an hour. And they're like, oh, you know, mom, I was just playing a tournament. We just got third. And you're like, oh, really? They did that from home. Huh? I didn't even have to drive them anywhere. Maybe this is a great thing for them, right? Maybe you should do this instead of, uh, you know, piano lessons or instead of uh, all these sports teams we keep driving you around to. Uh, so that's that's my hope. My hope is that uh, this all this online stuff carries over and Quiz Bowl gets to have a bigger presence when the, the tide washes back it's in. It's a beautiful so. vision. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I know Ken will make it a reality. Okay. <laughs> well, we kind of have, right? We kind of have. We we started, as you said, we started the, the scrimmages and uh, last spring. I, I mean, it worked out very nicely. And I, I love to see, like, it just kind of took off. And it's first it started with just us scrimmaging other people. And then other teams just started scrimmaging each other. It was great. It, it, you know, unfortunately, we're still at that point. We're, we're not back in, in buildings yet. Uh, uh, I don't think that will ever fully be driven out though. You know, there's just something, there's still something nice about going to a school, 
you know, walking through some, a different school and, you know, walking around and seeing what their culture is like, um, and sitting down across from your opponents and then afterwards shaking their hands, like uh, maybe handshakes are gone though. Maybe we don't do handshakes anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. We do a fist bump or something like that, but there's just something about like watching, watching the team you're playing against and congratulating them if they win and stuff like that. That's, that can't be replaced. Right. Yeah. Just, just like uh, uh, online teaching is serving its purpose now, but when everything, when the virus magically goes away, as, as uh, our, our president said it will, um, you know, they're still going to want us back in the building. Like kids still need to see teachers smiling at them and, and stuff like that. Like that can't, that'll never be replaced ever. Yeah, I agree with you. Me too. Well, that's a great way to end this uh, this session. Caitlin, Bruce, thank you so much for coming today. Thanks um, again. I, I certainly learned a lot from you guys. I hope our listeners did too. And uh, we hope to see you guys uh, on the scrimmage circuit and in online tournaments and hopefully Chicago if we get there uh, in the spring. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank all of our guests today, Barry Love of Aptekissick, Jeff Price of Barrington Station, Eugene Huang of Longfellow Middle School, Caitlin Samuel of Hunter College High School, and Bruce Hansen of Churchill. Uh, a lot of different perspectives, a lot of um, food for thought uh, as, as you're starting to plan your season and, uh, and think about how to adjust to these crazy times. You know, when Andrew asked me if our kids were having fun, it really gave me pause. And I hope that question gives you pause too. We have a goal of, you know, really setting a standard uh, when it comes to our program and really making sure that we're competitive and, you know, in, in a year like this, when we should be paying so much attention to the mental health of our kids, it it might be more important to make sure that whatever we do, our kids are enjoying themselves and our kids are having fun. Even if it means you're not doing something as rigorous, one practice, or they don't necessarily leave practice better quiz bowl players than when they start it really is more important that they are uh, enjoying themselves, especially for newer players. You know, the ones that maybe don't have their eye on the prize because they don't know what the prize is. If you want to hold on to them, you want to make sure that they are you know, going to be there when things kind of return to some sense of normalcy. Then you know, make sure what you're doing is fun and... Uh, yeah, when Andrew asked me that, I, I I I was caught off guard because, you know, had me had he asked me that last year, of course the answer would have been yes, but it really, really gave me some pause, uh, so to speak. Well, whether you're new to Quiz Bowl or not, uh, I will tell you that one of the most fun things about Quiz Bowl is when you power a question, and. If you want to learn how to power question, might not be a bad idea to listen to this episode's buzz phrase.
The guys at For 10 Points want to help you answer for 15 points. Power a question with this episode's buzz phrase. This episode's buzz phrase comes from the 2010 Fall Novice Tournament. This structure runs parallel to the Boyd-Roosevelt Highway from Cologne to Balboa, and parts of it depend on the drainage of Lake Miraflores and Lake Gatun, fed by the Chagres River. The question goes on to mention Centennial Bridge, using locks to aid movement from Lyman Bay to the Pacific, and allowing ships to avoid rounding Cape Horn. The artificial waterway they want in this question is, of course, the Panama Canal. You know as well as I do that there are some great geography players around the country, so clues like Lyman Bay, Lake Gatun, and the Centennial Bridge will trigger buzzer races for them. Therefore, let's investigate the opening clues, the Boyd-Roosevelt Highway and Balboa. First, a note on Balboa. Despite what John Keats might say, it was Vasco Nunez de Balboa who was the first explorer to see the Pacific Ocean from Panama. I bring up Keats because in his poem on first looking into Chapman's Homer, Keats likened reading Chapman's translation as awe-inspiring as a European explorer discovering the Pacific. He writes, Till I heard Chapman speak out loud and bold, then felt I like some watcher of the stars when a new planet swims into his ken. Or like stout Cortez, when with eagle eyes, he stared at the Pacific and all his men looked at each other with a wild surmise, silent on a peak in Darien. But it wasn't Cortez, it was Balboa. I suppose stout Balboa just didn't sound poetic enough. So if you hear Balboa, think Darien, Panama, and the canal. The other clue is the Boyd-Roosevelt Highway. When I started researching this question, I assumed the Roosevelt was Teddy, since it was he who oversaw the completion of the canal. But in fact, the highway, also known as the Caratera Transistmica, sounds about right. That was inaugurated in 1940 and was named for the two men who were president at the time, Augusto Boyd of Panama and Franklin Roosevelt of America. So if the question is looking for a structure and you hear Balboa, Darien, or the Boyd-Roosevelt Highway, whether you're a woman or man, have a plan. It's the canal in Panama. Uh, so for anyone wondering when this comes up, uh, while you're surfing the net, schooner or later, this information will surface. And if you combine all your knowledge and you're not salty, you'll see it has a porpoise. Ken, how'd I do? Uh, as well as the French did in completing the Panama Canal. Okay. So <laughs> based on my limited historical knowledge, excellent. They, they absolutely succeeded. Slam dunk. Okay. Awesome. All right. Okay. So, um, Andrew, I, I learned so much from this podcast, not so much from your puns, uh, your nautical puns, but I learned so much talking to all of these amazing coaches. Um, if, if you're not a better player or specifically a better coach after listening to, uh, to these interviews, go back and listen to them again. I agree. So this has been for 10 points, uh, the best podcast on the web, whether you are a player, a coach, or just trying to improve. Hopefully we have helped you get better uh, signing off. This is 
Andrew Triaga, and Ken Romeo. See you next time, everyone.